after the war, she was posted to Dusseldorf, where she lodged with a nice elderly couple, but the couple had a daughter who was a Nazi. Oh. Joy is a Jewish-German descent. She was processing the, the end of this horrible war. But one day, her driver attempted to assassinate her. What? Oh, shit. Her tombstone is kind of a tourist attraction because it reads, Lived once, buried twice. Was she buried alive? Was she buried alive? Hello and welcome to Broads You Should Know, the podcast about amazing and noteworthy women from history. I am Chloe Skye. I'm Sarah Gorski. And I'm Sam Eckers. And uh, today I am doing an episode where I, I sort of tied it together with a loose theme of indestructible women. Indestruct, like robots? Like robot well, women? Well, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, All of those robot women in history are finally getting their stories told. Yes. Uh, finally! It's kind of a new age in technology, uh, Silicon Valley's... <laughs> We have new broads you should know. They're a whole new type of broad. Uh, <laughs> I'm very I'm very excited. Actually, Indestructible Woman sounds like an amazing topic. Mm-hmm. The, the first woman, uh, I'd be very surprised if you've heard of her, but her name is Joy Andrew, and she was born in 1920 in North London. And she mm. grew up there. Uh, during World War II, she joined the Women's Auxiliary Air Force. And she became a sergeant and served in the operations room at Bomber Command, which controlled the Royal Air Force bombers uh, between 1936 and 1968. Wow! Cool. Bomber Command. So she was she was really uh you know getting a getting a leg up for for women during World War II in the military. You know we've talked a lot about all the times women were not allowed in the military, and Mm -hmm. but she rocked it. She rocked it. Uh, After the war, she joined the British Army of the Rhine, uh, which was an occupation force that remained in Germany after the the war ended to make sure things kind of went over smoothly and the Nazis didn't come back. Um, She was posted to Dusseldorf, where she lodged with a nice elderly couple. They They became really good friends, but the couple had a daughter who was a Nazi. And Joy is a Jewish-German descent. So this daughter... Oh, yikes. Not not happy that Joy Andrews is living there with them. Oh, man. Um, But the parents weren't Nazis. No, the parents were happy to have her. The parents loved her, respected her. It was just this this daughter that they had. It was their bad seed of a daughter. Yeah, you know, sometimes it happens. Sometimes you just... (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That sounds Uh, like a high drama living situation yeah Mm -hmm. i'm i i feel like the daughter probably like maybe wasn't around often or i'm I'm not sure i didn't there weren't too many details of this part of the story other than while she was there she was appointed a driver uh and the driver could take her wherever she wanted to go she went to the nuremberg trials because she thought that was important uh she took a trip alone to berlin to walk amongst the remains of the reichstag uh wow so she just she was in Germany. She was processing the the end of this horrible war. Uh, but one day, her driver attempted to assassinate her. What? Oh shit! 
by intentionally crashing their car. Uh, come to find Whoa. out he was also a Nazi and was in league with these people's daughter and they had planned this assassination attempt. Like Damn. for how long? Wait, for how long? Like the whole time? I, I don't know when she would have gotten the idea to decide to, to assassinate her, but, you know, I don't know. She's there. She's, she's a German Jew who is now in a position of power and the Nazis just lost. I imagine there was a lot of resentment towards her. Mm-hmm. Chloe, I smell of- another um, script project for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> So, but she survives uh, with a scar on her face. She then joins the British Overseas Airways Corporation as one of the world's first ever airline hostesses. Uh, so she, she travels internationally, uh, mostly to Africa. Uh, one day she's on the plane and the pilot made a mistake and the flight runs out of fuel and they crash into oh. a desert in Libya and the plane breaks apart on impact. The pilot uh, makes a mistake. He does not fill the tank with gas before they take off. <laughs> Either that or he like went the wrong direction for a little bit longer than they were supposed to and they didn't have enough time to I don't know, but yeah, they run out of gas and the plane goes down. Holy shit. Uh, she survives this as well. Oh my god. Um, only one passenger only they, one passenger died. Was it like a full was it like a commercial flight? Like a full commercial flight? I don't know if it was full. Uh, this is still pretty early in flying days. So, oh my but, God. but it was a commercial flight. Uh, the whole crew survived. One passenger died, but everyone else is, is fine. They're like uh, in the middle were, of Libya, like in the <clears throat> desert? Little, middle of the Libyan desert. Where, and they think <laughs> they're all going, they're pretty sure they're going to die. They have no idea. They're like, which direction do we go? Mm-hmm. Um, they are rescued by the Bedouins. Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, which I, I had never heard that term, so I had to look it up. And Bedouin comes from the Arabic word Badawi, which just means desert dweller. Uh, and so they're a nomadic group of Arabs uh, who live in the desert, and they're known for their resourcefulness and hospitality. So they must have seen the plane go down and went to see if anyone was alive and saved everybody. Except for the one person, sorry. I believe, not to always make it about nerd things, Chloe, but I do believe that they were sort of the foundation for Frank Herbert um, in Dune. You know, the uh. I, th- I feel like they were kind of like the foundational like prototype. Well, the first thing I thought of when I when I read about them was the the sand people from Star Wars, and I was like, oh, that's probably <laughs> just like the racist version of Bedouins, because <laughs> Star Wars is typically their a little bit racist with their aliens. <laughs> I think I'm realizing I've always said Bedouin. Me too. And I'm I, realizing, am I pronouncing it wrong? Is it Bedouin? I might be pronouncing it wrong. I, well, it could I be my, my mistake. I think we don't know. I've always said Bedouin, <laughs> but I don't know that that's correct either. Oh, Interesting. Goodness. Well, well, someone, someone want to look us. it up while I. <laughs> I will actually. I'll the look correct, it up. The pronunciation. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so Joy in uh, the 1950s gets married to her husband, David Andrew, who had been a squadron leader in the Royal Air Force. And in the 1970s, she is diagnosed with breast cancer. But she fought it and won. And she no longer has any form of cancer. So at this point, she survived an assassination attempt by Nazis. (laughs) She survived a plane crash into the Libyan desert where she is rescued by a nomadic group of Arabs with enough pronunciation to be (laughs) determined. And she defeats breast cancer. Damn. So 
she is already one of the most invincible women I've ever heard of. Uh, her husband dies of cancer in 2013. Uh, she starts suffering from dementia. Her adopted daughter moves her to a nursing home uh, called Minster Grange in North Yorkshire. Uh, or Yorkshire, again, a pronunciation. I don't know how to pronounce British things I either. found it, Chloe. It's, uh, it is Bedouin, according to Bedouin. Wikipedia. Bedouins. Bedouin. My, my mistake. Um, Sorry. We just needed the fact. We need facts yes. on this podcast. Thank you. Thank you for checking me. Um, <laughs> okay. So then on May 16th of 2020, Joy gets COVID-19. And her family comes to say their final fa- farewells. They're all certain she's going to die, but she doesn't. Yes. She, de- she Wait, defeats how old is COVID. She? How old is she? She is 99. And <laughs> if you ask her, she says she's looking forward to her 100th birthday, which is coming up in November. Oh, yes. my gosh. She beats it. Yeah. Oh. she's de- So she's defeated breast cancer, COVID, Nazis, plane crashes. She is... An indestructible woman, if I have ever heard. Okay, at this point, I want her to do every extreme sport imaginable just to be like, fuck you, death. <laughs> like, I, like I want her to jump up. Sam. She's 99. She could yeah. probably go over a barrel and survive. Uh, exactly. She's yeah, put some pillows in there. <laughs> yeah. Like, this woman cannot be defeated. And uh, her her whole extended family is gonna is gonna show up in November to celebrate her hundredth birthday. Uh, her daughter, the the quote that I pulled, she said, "Unfortunately, her dementia prevents her from recognizing her achievements, but Aww. she has always been a very feisty woman." <laughs> she sounds feisty. What a yeah. life! Wow. Right? Do you and think she wow. ever got in a plane again? I mean, probably. She probably <sighs> would just like. I've I've defeated all these other things. What's what's gonna kill me? Nothing. What would Damn. it be like to live in a country that was handling COVID well? <laughs> I wonder. Um. Yeah. We can. I can. I can. Ask she's still my, in the UK, right? She is. Oh, good for her. Yeah, but but she caught it in the nursing home. Like it was going around the nursing home. Mm-hmm. Uh. So that nursing home wasn't doing a great job. That's incredible no. that she survived at that age. My God. <clears throat> no kidding. Yeah, she's a she's a fighter. And she's given given hope to everybody out there. Or at oh, least what me. a broad. I love her. I love this broad. So that's story one. Uh, and now we go to this. This name might be familiar to you, but don't say too much if you do know it. Uh, her name is Marjorie McCall. Mm-mm. No? I don't know her. Ye- yes-ish? So I'm not sure the specifics. Okay, go. She, okay. All right. So she's from Ireland. And uh, her tombstone is kind of a tourist attraction because it reads, lived once, buried twice. Ugh. Uh, Horrible. Yes. So the Was story she is... Was buried alive? Was she this, buried alive? This, this story... Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> this story is set in Lurgan, Ireland in 1705, which is a time <laughs> of heavy famine and disease. It's terrible to be alive anywhere in 1705, I think. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, that's <laughs> not, a, not a great Ireland, time. But especially Ireland, but especially. Yeah, Ireland is having a hard time. So Marjorie McCall is married to a man named John McCall, and she she takes ill and, and dies. And in order to prevent the spread of disease that, that killed her, uh, she's buried fairly hastily in the local cemetery, 
Um, the disease uh, unfortunately caused some swelling in her fingers, so oh her husband was not able to remove her wedding ring, and they just decided, screw it, let's bury her in it. So some grave robbers realize that this is this has happened, and after everyone leaves, they dig her up, and they're they're gonna take this ring, and then they can't. It's pretty lodged onto her finger because <laughs> of the swelling. I feel so like they I saw decide, this in a supernatural episode. I feel like yeah. <laughs> so they decide they're gonna they're gonna cut the finger off, and so they start cutting the finger off, uh, <laughs> and she starts bleeding, and ah! wake, wakes up, <gasps> and screams, <laughs> and the grave robbers are. Terrified, they run scared. Wait, did they finish cutting the finger off before? This no, happened? they didn't. They didn't get the whole finger off. They just oh like God. started cutting into her, and she woke up and screamed. Uh, it, people believe now that she may have been in a coma, and people just weren't able to recognize that in 1705. <laughs> um, oh my God! So she then walks home covered in dirt <laughs> and mud and blood. And still in the dress they buried her in, and knocks on the front had a door. Do they have a funeral and everything? Did they already yes. Like layer? Yes, they've already the whole thing, the whole shebang, the whole town has put her to rest. Her husband answers the door and passes out. Yeah. <laughs> um, the oh rest of the story is that she goes on to live a full life and has multiple more children. And when she eventually died, she was buried in the same plot that they buried her in the first time. They're uh, like, oh, we already got this plot uh, here. Well, right. It belongs to you. It's got your name on it, literally. <laughs> Be waiting for you. Marjorie yep. McCall. This is Marjorie oh McCall. God. Marjorie McCall lived Shiro. once, buried twice. Um <laughs> Those words were added to her gravestone in the 19th century. Uh, so as I continued doing research on this story, um, so there are there are nine women named Marjorie McCall in Lurgan who were recorded as dying, but none of them were recorded as dying in 1705. Uh, three of those Marjorie McCalls were married to John McCalls. So this is just like a <laughs> common name and no Irish one historically... Catholic. Right. No one historically has been able to trace this specific story to any records. Oh, it's just so, a legend? So some people think it may not have happened. Oh. Uh, however, this this story, this story is called The Lady with the Ring and is common if you look throughout all of Europe, if you just scour Europe's history for this, for this, this story, uh, there are dozens of versions of this story from the 14th to 19th centuries. The earliest version happened in the year 1357 in mm. Cologne, Germany, uh, during the time of the Black Death. And mm. that woman, uh, that town said that the woman who died and came back was called uh, Rich Rickmodus von Adacht. Mm. Wow. That is a name. That right? is a name. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, so there are towns in the Netherlands, France, Scandinavia, Italy, England, and Scotland that all swear that the story is definitely true and definitely happened in their town. Yeah. Well, she also uh, probably huh. is just a vampire, is the truth. Right. That is... <laughs> we can hope. <laughs> she could be the same person traveling around Europe. That I didn't even consider that possibility. Um, <laughs> did you know this is a total non sequitur? But did you know, because I'm like a big horror nerd, 
which you guys both know. Uh, but I, if, if you do research on like the history of vampirism, I'll put that in quote marks, is that one of the reasons that people believed in vampires was that when people died of tuberculosis, their blood couldn't clot because that's one of the things that tuberculosis does. So if you drove a stake into the heart of a dead person who died of tuberculosis, the blood that came out would be bright red and, and quote, fresh. And that's why, oh. like, one of, that's one of the reasons. Uh, there's a lot of, like, lore around it, too. But literally because of tuberculosis, that's part of, like, the, like, one of the reasons that vampirism became so widely feared is it seemed like people weren't actually dead when you stabbed them post, post-death. Why are you stabbing people post-death? Because they were scared they were vampires. <laughs> I mean, chicken or the egg? I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> isn't, isn't that a fun fact? That's like one that of my is. favorite fun facts. I'm so, so glad I finally got to share them. it with you. <laughs> maybe they're stabbing them because of the Mary McCullough's and Rick Mortis von Trapps or whatever are in the world. <laughs> you know, that they're like, we should stab them because... We yeah. just want to avoid this. You never know if they're going to just come back. Exactly. Um, uh, so, so anyway, so further research shows that in, in 1920, an ethnologist determined that there were 19 cities in Germany alone that claimed that this story happened there. So <laughs> a lot of people are claiming that this is, it's clear that this story is made up. It's common folklore. Uh, it just tells us about the similarities between people across cultures, especially during time of disease and famine, that people have this fear of being buried alive and that this this story of of this ring it just it's like it's a sticky concept i don't know if you've done any research on the on the concept of of sticky ideas versus mm. unsticky ideas Mm-mm. um but the, it's a it's it's a sticky concept it's sticky and so people maybe <laughs> lodged onto this idea and the story just kind of evolved throughout Europe as people were dying. Like, oh God, I hope she does. She's not still alive. And what if, like, grave robbers? But alternate example or alternate theory is that many of these stories are true. Hmm. You know, grave robbers really existed. And doctors weren't always great at their jobs. Doctors yeah. did not always know when someone was dead. Yeah. Yeah. So it's probably, it was probably pretty common that someone would have a disease and maybe fall into a coma and be pronounced dead. And it's also true that townspeople were very quick to bury their dead because they were afraid the disease would spread. Mm-hmm. So it's possible that this is kind of something that just happened a lot. Well, you know, oh. I don't know if you know, I mean, Justin, you've done like a lot of, You've been involved in the horror world, too. And, you know, like in the old Gothic, like Victorian, they used to bury people with a string around their finger and a little bell by the gravestone. I so that if that. they woke, so that if they woke, this, this is like a real thing. I'm not making this shit up. That, so that if they were to wake up in, in the coffin, that they could ring the bell and you would know, like, oh, God, we accidentally buried a lot. Like, this is like a super common. Mm-hmm. I think it's super common, like even more common than the stories about Marjorie. They like right. they, that used to be like a, a common burial practice, which is so mm-hmm. freaky and awesome. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, 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 I like to think that this story is true. It has such a nice ending that she just went home and lived a life and had a bunch more kids and eventually was buried in the same place. I mean, one of them uh, is has to be true. One of them has to be true. Right. Somewhere, someone was buried alive and came back and 
went, wow, that, that was a, a fortunate, <laughs> fortunate that those grave robbers came along. And you could really fuck with people the rest of your life. Like the rest of her life, she could be like, but am I really dead? <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like, I don't know. Maybe, you maybe I'm a ghost. No, I'm alive. <laughs> yeah, like it would be fantastic. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. This yeah. is indestructible women. I love this, Chloe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I found uh, I found a few a few stories, and they all kind of spoke to me, and figured I'd just smash them together rather than have half episodes. and And there we go, indestructible women. I like it. Indestructible women. Marjorie McCall and Joy Andrew. But next time, can you do some robots? <laughs> I will. Please. I will work on that. Yeah, I'll find some. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure just kidding. <laughs> I love it. Thank thank you, everybody, for listening to Broads You Should Know, and we will be back with another Broad You Should Know next week. Thank you for listening. If you want to support the show, leave us a review on iTunes. It makes us more searchable and helps us find new listeners. Or you can just tell a friend about the show. That also helps us find new listeners. You can reach out to us on Instagram if you have any ideas for Broads for future episodes, at Broads You Should Know, or send us an email at BroadsYouShouldKnow at gmail.com. Or you can head to our website, broadsyoushouldknow.com, to find all of the resources and, and sources that we've used to find this information. Thanks again for listening, and see you next week.